this is Christy Vela. I'm Michael Federico. And we are Terror and Tacos. Woo! And yep, uh, this is episode four. Yeah. Uh, we just saw... Hereditary. Hereditary. Literally yep. just Literally saw Literally it. just saw it. We, we just arrived back at my house and now we're recording. And um, before we start talking about the movie, of course, we got to talk about the amazing, delicious tacos at Alamo Draft House. Yeah, the breakfast tacos at Alamo Draft House are, are legit. Are legit. Um, and I just wonder if it's because they're an, uh, an Austin that you know, Alamo Draft House started in Austin, yeah. Texas, right? Yeah, I used so to go they, to the original. They get the tortillas right. Yeah, you know, and that's half your battle with a taco. Is getting the tortilla right? I think so. If I agree. You can put anything in a tortilla, and it'll be a delicious taco. But the tortilla, tortilla has, has to be, be right. And they they do do it right. And I don't know. I know they're not Alamo Draft Houses everywhere yet, although they are growing exponentially. Mm-hmm. But uh, Alamo is a yeah. The breakfast tacos are great. It's a great experience seeing a movie there. Yeah. Um, I thought they showed some awesome videos before. And uh, also, we got to watch an interview, a little interview with the writer-director, which I thought was good. It was very informative. And kind of set up what we were about um, to see. Especially because I don't think either of us read anything prior to no, going to I the purposefully um, yeah. avoided it. Yeah, now, as did I. Now, that doesn't... I have seen, and I'm sure you have seen, reactions ranging from, oh my God, it's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen, I'll never sleep again, to I was totally unimpressed. Right. Um, uh, to even stuff like, um, I have so many questions. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what um, what I just saw. Um, so, so okay. what, what is your initial reaction? Do you fall on, on either extreme or somewhere in the middle, or don't know yet? I, I. I don't. Okay. I mean, I don't know right this very minute. I might know by the time we get to the sure. end of this recording. Uh, I didn't hate it. No, I didn't either. I didn't hate it. I thought it was shot beautifully. Uh-huh. Um, there's some moments in the movie that are truly creepy. Yeah. Um, some imagery, hor- hor- some horrifying imagery. Yeah. Um, you know, and the the interview before the you know the little featurette before the movie where he talks about his influences and uh-huh. stuff like that i certainly can see all of the 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 other directors that he mentions and, yes. and that he cites and movies that he, he, cites he, he that, yeah that he oh man oh that was my cats sorry y'all they're chasing they're, a fly they're going to get it they're and gonna, it's pretty yeah. awesome it's so i'm sorry <laughs> i think it's hear, perfect you hear shit going on in the background it's it's, it's my cats they're both hunting right now yeah. it's kind of amazing um and we keep looking at them uh yeah i mean and he specifically said that that Carrie had a huge influence on him. Yeah. And that was, I I mean, so obvious. The use of candles alone Uh uh, in the way that he did. And fire. Um, Close-up shots and stuff like that. Uh, He he said that he he doesn't think that he could ever shoot anything without without being influenced by by Carrie. Carrie. Which is cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, He also, you know, he he mentioned one of my favorite movies. It's a little-known movie called Don't Look Now. It's just... Donald Sutherland. Scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. And Julie Christie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's it's a great little sleeper from the 70s also. And a very few 
there's such it's a really long build up to the sort of horror payoff of, of right. that movie. Which is I think what Hereditary was going trying to for. do. I yeah, don't I don't know. I feel like we're gonna piss off some people because yeah, I, I was not nearly as impressed I as I wasn't either. And, and I kept waiting. Me I kept, too. I kept waiting for the movie to start. Yeah. Um, and you know, in my youth, in mm-hmm. my, my my youth, in my twenties, I know I would have gone in and been like, "Fuck this! This mm-hmm. is bullshit! Everybody mm-hmm. loves it! It's probably fucking terrible!" Right? Because apparently, I was a total dick when I was in my twenties. Me too. I went. I was so. We both were. We were super excited. I've been out of town. Not that I like. And we have texted about going. I've been out of town for an entire week. Yeah. And almost every day we have texted about still going, going on Friday? to Hereditary We're still today. going on Friday? And even this morning. So, like, yeah. I think we both went in excited really? and open. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, we're both, you know, experienced enough moviegoers right. that we know not to overhype ourselves. Yes. Uh, so, I didn't go in with super, super, super high right. expectations. I, I no longer, like... The, the phrase, the scariest movie ever made, I feel like they tack that on to, to everything, everything now. To everything. Um, so I wasn't expecting that. Right. But I, I feel like I was expecting something, I don't know, more interesting. To be honest, is that wrong to no, say? No, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think there were a lot of elements in there that... Um, had no payoff. Like there was a lot, a lot of beginnings of ideas. Yeah. That then did not follow through. You know, we have the whole, or if they did follow through, it came too late, and by the time it happened, I didn't care anymore. Oh my god! I, or I was able to predict. Yes. I was able to predict a lot of what was going to happen. It's like there's a, you know, everyone's like, well, it's a slow burn horror. To me, there's a difference between a slow burn and just a slow movie. And at times, this felt slow. So slow. To the point where I felt like the movie started in what sh- should have been like. Time-wise, we were already well into Act 2. And I was like, oh, now there's a movie. Um, I guess very basic. These will be some spoilers, uh, obviously. Hereditary starts with the death of of our main character's mother. Tony Mm -hmm. Collette plays the the lead, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love her. She's She's incredible. She's incredible. She's an incredible actress. And is incredible in this. All of them were good. Gabriel Byrne, Yeah, Gabriel Byrne, man. And um, so the mother dies. This sort of leads to a series of... Discoveries? Discoveries and, and further sort of horror... Um, we see a family, what we think is a family falling apart, uh, and then we have sort of a supernatural or occult element introduced really fucking late in the movie. Yeah. Like, in my, I mean, I know there are hints of it. Not in... Uh, but I, not I, in a real way. Not in a real way and not enough. I right. mean, there were, th- you know, and, and then when we did get a hint of it... I always questioned why. Why? Like, why there? You right. know? And um, uh, I found that, like, uh, you know, th- I, I found myself that the horror of the, what the family was going through um, and the sort of real, real life. I just made air quotes. I know you guys can't <laughs> see that. The sort of real life 
issues uh-huh. were more interesting, and the supernatural things seemed so tacked on. Kind of hokey, in my yeah. opinion. And there were times when, and don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, people out there, I love Sam Raimi. Me too. I love Sam Raimi. I love Drag Me to Hell. I do. Love it. Uh, Evil Dead, all Evil of it. Dead, all of those things. But there were moments during this film when the supernatural stuff felt like like Sam Raimi winking at the audience. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, uh, let me say this. There was never a moment in the film, never a moment where I was scared. Me neither. And the only thing I was horrified, truly horrified, there is one, and I won't, I won't give it away, there is one image that, that will stick with me and, you know, sorry, I also have a cold that I'm battling, so I probably sound weird. There is one image, and like, kudos to the director. Yeah. Um, it is a horrifying image. Mm-hmm. It has, in my mind, it almost exists outside of the film. It yeah. is, it is, if I, you know, if you saw that sort of image in any film, it's, it would be horrifying. Yeah. I, it's not know. scary in a, this is a scary moment. It's like, it's this is a horrifying. horrible fucking thing that happened in the movie. I'm going to show you how it happened. Right. Of course, it's fucking horrifying. Right. But I've seen that image in Apocalypse Now. Right. You know? I've and s- I thought it was even the sort of power of of that. Should we just say, I mean, I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't uh there was a moment in, in Twin Peaks, The Return, um, with uh, right. Harry Dean Stanton and the kid right. uh, that I thought sort of accomplished the same thing much more af- effectively and emotionally. I, I don't I don't know. I, you know, I kept... I, I, the whole movie, I, 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 it was like scenelets. It was tiny scenelets that took us from what was happening now to the next thing that was happening... I, the storytelling, I guess, to me, there were lots of little holes. I agree. There were lots of little holes. And by the time those holes were filled, like I said before, I didn't care. By the t- I, I knew what was going to happen right. by the time we got to the thing. And, and it had, yeah. This... I, at one point, I even, I laughed audibly. Yes, you, know? you did. I think we might have laughed at the same point. <laughs> and I, I uh, there's a an element... I, it's not stylistically the same, but the occult element has, to me, and I know this is your favorite movie, so I don't know if you felt it. It did have like a an inspired, in my mind, someone inspired by Rosemary's Baby. Totally. Um, this sort of yeah cultish element. Yeah, I absolutely. And in Rosemary's Baby, they don't they don't tell you everything, and I don't need to be told everything, but I need right. to at least be interested in what's happening. Right. I was not interested in what was happening with this sort of cult or occult element at all yeah like i didn't care at all i didn't care for it at all either and i i don't know i guess i have to think on it more but i don't know if it's um i just don't think it was cleverly done you know and, and it's not because it's 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 not on the... It's so well... I thought it was really well acted. It's beautifully acted. Beautifully shot. Yeah. Because... The art direction's gorgeous. Gorgeous. The, I thought the sound design... Sound and, design's and the score beautiful. were great. Um, um, yeah. And the I thought the kids were both... Millie Shapiro, I'm looking... Yeah, mm-hmm. she was great. And obviously, yeah, Byrne and Colette are unreal. Right. And then... Um, is it Ann Dowd? Is that... Yeah. yeah. That lady might... 
I don't know. She might be the best actor in the world. I, like, there's she can do. She's no up wrong there with mind. like you know. In my opinion, everybody everybody talks about Meryl Streep being yeah. like the best film actress sure. in the world. But Anne Dowell and like Margot Martindale. Yeah, Anne Dowell and Margot Martindale. And I wish because I know now I'm sure both of those women get confused for each right. other in real life. I wish someone. Maybe we need to do it. We gotta get on the phone. Can we call Hollywood? Mm-hmm. I I want the two of them to star in a movie together and right. be the stars. Be the stars. They're both so good. Incredible. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So was... it's not. I'm saying it's not on them. It's not on the performances. No. Um. No. It's, I I don't. It's, the it's... look of it is stunning. Yeah. I just story wise, it just didn't feel. You know. Together. Right. Or I can. Per- Every scene, in every scene, I could, I could literally point to like, oh, he got this from this movie, or he was influenced by this movie, mm-hmm. The Shining. There was a lot of Kubrick in there, not only in the way it was shot, but uh, not necessarily the lighting, but the way it was shot, but also in art direction. Yeah. You know, a lot of um, very, very kind of like geometric... Yes. Uh, setups and and that wonderful thing that Kubrick did with Vanishing Point, you right. know. Um and I and I thought I appreciate a lot of De Palma stuff that definitely. I also liked and, and um And then the like And old, Lynch. Yes, clearly even though he doesn't mention David Lynch. I felt like it had all so many Lynch qualities. Yes. Which I love. We both talked about we both said this right after we came out of the theater. I don't need a movie to answer all of my questions. David Lynch never answers no. any of my question, but this was not a like a David Lynch no. movie. No, it, and, it, and it gave you some answers and some it didn't, but it didn't even, and some questions it didn't even, it answered that it didn't really pose or that I didn't fucking care about. Right. Um, and there's a thing, you know, Mulholland Drive is one of my favorite movies. I don't know, I probably have brought it up before, even in the few times that we've done this. You know, there's the scene in Mulholland where the woman sings when they're in the theater and, and she sings crying in Spanish and Roy, the Roy Orbison song. I don't fully understand that scene. I can't begin to explain what Lynch was necessarily thinking. It makes me fucking weep. Yeah. I, and it, it, I'm on like a real emotional level. Right. Because I'm connected to the two women watching it. I'm connected to the performer. I'm connected to everything in that scene. I just never. I never connected. connected. I never connected to. And I thought I, I was like excited because I thought the first, the, I mean the 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 weird there's so Tony Collette, her she's an artist mm-hmm. who works in miniatures. Yeah. And I thought that was so clever and interesting and not something I had seen in that first shot where he pans in into the, to the, into to the, the little room to the, the little miniature. room in the miniature house and then it becomes the actual bedroom of the kid right I, mean, I thought that was fantastic that was my first hint my first hint that it was I mean it was beautiful but also as far as storytelling it was my first hint to as to this is not the movie that we thought we were, we were going, going to see, see. because it opens in the son's room. Right. You know, and as uh, as a as a director and an experienced story watcher, especially of like mystery and thriller and stuff like that, if if you're paying attention, if you pay close attention to the opening scene of anything, anything. you will know what the story is going to be. Yeah. From jump. Yeah. 
Um, and so that was my first hint of like, oh, we're watching something different than I thought, thought we were going to. And then it was, and then it came true. Yeah. Um, it, then I tried to follow, you know, when, when the kid, the son is in the classroom, we see a lot of shots of the kids in, in school. Right. And, and one of the things that they're studying, um, Early on in, in one of those shots is they're talking, uh, they, I guess they're in liter- Greek drama or something. Yeah, I think and they're I probably think in they're, English they're and they're, t- they're, they're, yeah. they're in their Greek drama unit of right. English. They're yeah. talking about Electra or Iphigenia, Iphigenia. Uh, one of those, and yeah. those are related. And um, depending on whether it's Iphigenia or Electra or Clytemnestra or the Oresteia, right. you get a different POV of the same story. Um, and I was trying, I, I, I kind of hooked onto that and kind of like, okay, so I am watching a, a Greek drama. Right. I'm watching a Greek drama. And so I started to think, I started to, to kind of try to put the pieces together of who, who is Electra in this? Who is Chrysothemis? Who is Iphigenia? Right. Especially because the grandmother also, she, you know, Tony Collette's character makes that discovery once she goes into her mother's um, things. She right. opens the box that says mom's things and she finds that book and she opens it and there's a note for her that says, talks about sacrifice. Sacrifice, yeah. And so I thought, okay. And Iphigenia is... Iphigenia is, is sacrificed, sacrificed by at the Agamemnon. Yeah. So, and Clytemnestra and, gets her revenge right. when she marries Aegisthus. And Aegisthus. then Orestes kills and her. And then Electra is waiting for Orestes to come back. Right. But everybody thinks... Electra is mad, and Chrysothemis is her sister who's like, hey, don't rock the boat, blah, 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 blah. And in my head, on the way back home, I was thinking, so so does that make Toni Collette's character Electra and her mom Clytemnestra? Does that make Gabriel Byrne Chrysothemis? Like, and, and, and is the little girl Iphigenia? Iphigenia? For the sake of Orestes right. at the end? I almost thought that's you clearly are, are more... Oh, man, I'm about to start teaching theater history, so I should probably reread some of I these. Teach, I teach Electra every <laughs> We're year. We're going to have to so. chat because I've not read Electra <laughs> in a while. Uh, but with Iphigenia, I kept thinking like on, its, on, on the most basic level, it's the idea to me was like uh, sacrif- the, what parents are willing to sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. And the sort of the burden of parenthood, right? Which is sort of what I got from some of some of that, and yeah. that that does does the daughter have to be sacrificed for the son, right. or vice versa? Right. Does the son have to be sacrificed for the daughter? Right. And, and sort of yes, that burden of of parenthood. Um, also, I thought you know it's it's to me it's it's a link to Craven. I'm sure it goes well back. I'm sure Craven is referencing something that I I don't know. But the like in Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, uh-huh. in we get a hint of of class when they're when Nancy's in class right. and, and whatever they're talking about. Of course it's thematically tied. So right. I thought about that. Um also, you know, they bring up the idea because of the Greeks and in, I mean in everything when I when I teach almost any book, we always talk about you know, the idea of fate versus free will. Um, is there some machine forcing them to do this? But ultimately, I don't care in this in this sense. If we want to yeah. argue if fate guides Macbeth uh, or in, in Shakespeare or, or any of the Greeks, you know, great. Okay. 
But I didn't feel like that theme was fully, if, if he was trying to go for that, I didn't feel like that was fully explored at all. I, I, I feel the same way, you know, and, and, you know, going back to the parenthood thing there, I, I found myself sitting there, you know, and, and, and that whole thing about the burden of parenthood and, and how far you're willing to go as a parent to, uh, you know, to protect your children or whatever. Um, and I'm a parent, so I kept thinking, why don't I feel that? Like, why, why don't, why am I not recognizing that on, on a visceral level oh, right. watching this movie instead of making the connection because I've been given hints about it in, in very concrete ways in the film? Like, I didn't feel it viscerally, but there was a scene where it was like, as parents, our sacrifice, yeah. you know, in the note. And I was like, oh, is that what I'm supposed to be thinking about yeah. in this moment right and now? I, I, again, and I know we, this comes up, I think, every week. Uh, I am not a parent. Um, however, of course, I am a child of, sure. of parents. And I didn't, you know, I thought there was an interesting, I thought there was going to be sort of an, an interesting dynamic between mother and son. I also thought there were certain things to... I, this might be overdramatic. To me, there are unforgivable um, bullshit writing moves. Right. Um, and again, I don't... I, look, this guy is clearly super talented and has a brilliant really, eye man. and all of these things. So I don't want to be like, this motherfucker, he's... Look, no. he's great. He made a movie. He made a fucking movie that looks amazing and we're talking and about we're it. And we're talking about it. So um, there. The fact that the, the the fact that the son, the who is what sixteen, yeah, it, he's old enough to drive. He's right? old enough to drive. So he's sixteen but or he's, seventeen, but he's young enough to to still kind of like he's not eighteen. No, that's no, for I sure. would say I think he's like sixteen. He's about sixteen. He even has to ask to like borrow the car right. as an issue. The fact that he would ever bring his little sister yeah. to that party. Is such bullshit. It's ridiculous. It's absolute fucking bullshit. Well, and if the director really did that in real life, you're a fucking terrible brother. It's true. And if your mother made you take your 13 yeah. year old sister to a teenager party, yeah. then that's then, terrible. I I did think that I did react to that actually yeah, I, viscerally as a parent. I would never ever ever. There's a big difference between 13 and 16. Yeah. And I wouldn't. There that's was a no. Bad idea. That was such was a no logical reason. fallacy. She knows he's lying. She yeah. knows because he says it's a it's I'm t- I'm going to a school barbecue thing, and she says, "Will there be drinking?" And he says, "Well, we're not even old enough to get drinks if we wanted." And she's basically like, "That's she bullshit." She calls him out, of course. So she knows that that's even a possibility. Right. Why would she? I, that made Why, me yeah. fucking crazy. Why would she send her 13 year old daughter, yeah. who is a little weird? Let, let's face it. She's yeah. she's a, a, a strange child. Yes. Um, no, and I, you know, I guess you could come back and say like, oh well, you know, this this comes back to, to the whole f- to the whole thing in the movie where she blames herself and right. the, she never wanted to be a mom, which I'm not even sure that that's true. Right. Um, but still, it just it it made no sense. It to made me. no sense from her point of view. And then even if I was like, okay, it's and I tried to like, I was like, the fates are are this is the fate is stepping in. Mm-hmm. But it's not presented in that way. He clearly loves his little sister clearly, and would ne- he would never do that. Yeah. Also, it's the easiest lie to tell a parent. 
Right. Is your little sister coming? No, it's only for high schoolers. Right. They're not remotely the same fucking age. That right. shit made me crazy. Yeah. And it's an integral moment in, in the movie. It starts the, everything. Yeah, I mean, it leads to like the sort of inciting incident, you right. know? Or the second inciting incident. I don't know, because again, that was like fucking 45 minutes into the movie. Um, yeah, that, that, made, that made me crazy. Uh, some of the stuff, like that Colette, Tony Collette would would come out with I was like wait where is the, the like she tells the fucking turpentine story and I was like wait what the fuck yeah I don't I don't understand what that was about is that and again I go back to like is this is this her saying that she never wanted to be a mom but again it's 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 a sleepwalking incident right so, so is it that is or it is she, that is she... or is it her subconscious I just and don't meanwhile know. What does any of this have to do with, with the, the fucking, uh, like, occult, occult thing? Right. That... That made me crazy. It made me crazy. It, it made did. me crazy. And I'll tell you, it, it's the... This is the difference between this and something like Rosemary's Baby, because you cited it earlier, is that by the time you realize it's happening in Rosemary's Baby, you you also realize that it's been happening the whole time. You just didn't know it. Right. You just didn't pick up on it. Right. In this film, it seems like it comes too late. Right. We, we get introduced to it at the beginning with a few hints. Right. Which I was excited about. Yeah, I was super excited about. The first time about. the mom sort of appears. Right. It's like, shit, that's creepy. Oh, wow. That was creepy. Yeah. Or the first time, yeah, she goes into the mom's room and there's the triangle yeah. on the floor. I was like, oh, shit. Some shit's that, going down. Some shit's going down. Yeah. Um, but then it, it doesn't come back until too late. And then right. the other thing about the occult stuff is that I feel like he cheated. You know, she there's the part, sorry, there's the part where she goes to the other lady's house. And the lady says, take the candle. And Here's out. the spell. I don't even know what, what the language yeah. it is. And then we never... We never actually hear the invocation. We never, and to me, that, yeah, that I was, agree. It was a cop out. It was kind of like you're gonna bring in this like ancient scroll, apparently, mm -hmm. and we get to see a part of it, but yet you're you're gonna cop out and just say like, oh, I already did it. I'm not gonna say those words again. I already said those words. Yeah, I don't have to say them again. And then we've skipped to... And then we skipped to the candle. It was funny. He was said weird. something in the interview. He said something. And maybe, now I'm like, shit, maybe the interview was not a good thing to see. But I, well, I think it was. It was. Totally. He said something in the interview that he um, he references multiple subgenres within the film. Mm -hmm. Which is clear. Clearly. Uh, clearly. And that's great. And this was like, to me, was like, okay, this is the the medium spiritualism subgenre that is sometimes connected to ghost stories and sometimes its own own thing right you know uh not all ghost stories have to have the fucking moment at the table where we hold hands and have a seance right but it is also a huge part of a lot of different horror movies it's sort of its own subgenre but he it's like a nod to the subgenre and not remotely and then, and, followed through and then didn't follow through yeah i mean we get all these hints the necklaces uh, I don't know if you know the triangle on the floor. Like, I don't yeah. know if you noticed uh, the the when they're driving to the party and they pass the one telephone pole. That it was on there. It was on yeah. the pole. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And 
So then does that tie back into like your fate's already decided? This telephone pole has been predestined to be the thing, thing that does the, the... I don't... Yeah, I, I, maybe. I just, and, and again... And that's fair if you want to if you want to argue if take the side of well that's the point he's making is that this was fated they're part of the machine they can't break the machine there's something else in control cool I've seen that done way more effectively Better. um specifically in the Greek plays that he references but right. uh, you know like I, I don't <laughs> it's now true. I sound like a pretentious prick but, no no it's true though and and again he, there are some amazing things about it and the fact that we are talking about it and I imagine there are people out there hopefully listening who will be like you're idiots you're idiots it's, it's Look, a brilliant film. and listen yeah. it's hard to make a horror movie that's why there's so many shit ones yeah. out there it's it's hard to make anything right. and it's it's hard to start one it's hard to, to write the end to yeah, a good horror movie. Hard. It's it's very hard. And I don't wouldn't lump this into a. Sh- I wouldn't call this no, a shit. movie. I would not call it a shit movie either. I mean, we're talking about it, like yeah. like you said, and there are things about it that are that are super beautiful. Um, but as far as you know, it, it just comes down to storytelling. Yeah, and I feel like the storytelling was slow, and um, I was ahead of it. Yeah. For most of the time, um, now okay. So now, when we when we finally got to, I guess the part of the movie that was supposed to be jump scary or really scary, uh-huh. the, the the parts that were supposed to kind of like be yeah trembling in our seats or whatever, sort of like classic the classic kind of haunted house ghost story right right moments right that um, are like the last. Right. Some Bash. of those images were great. Oh, yeah. Some, I mean, you know, and okay, so the innkeepers. The innkeepers uh-huh. is a slow burn. Yes. That is a slow burn, and you get to the last 10 minutes of that movie, and the last 10 minutes of that movie are chilling. Chilling. It's just scary as fuck. It's scary as fuck. This was not that. I agree. You, we got, We got to the last third or fourth of the movie where we're supposed to be really scared. Yeah. And... It was photographed beautifully, um, but I've seen it done better. Yeah. And... Uh, I wasn't... And again, I, I wasn't... I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared. I wasn't necessarily invested. Uh, another thing, I mean, what the sun... I mean, the sun does something... Unfor- it's an unforgivable act. I know that, like, th- things hinge on an accident, which, again, you can uh-huh. say is that fate. It's an accident or whatever. I, there's... I don't know. I, it's just not... Pro- in my mind, it's like nothing... I don't... I, I I couldn't get behind any of them. Yeah. Um, To even be scared for them. Right. Because I think that's part of... To me, at least in, in the... If you want to talk about the ghost subgenre or the, the ghost story subgenre or the um, haunted house subgenre or whatever... Yeah. Okay. Of course, the scares are 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 effective, affecting you as an audience member. Obviously, the film's designed for you, but I, I, they are to me always more effective if I am worried, I am scared for the person they are happening to. Right. And I wasn't. I wasn't. And I even wasn't. In, even in the Conjuring, I know we bring that up a lot because um, it's excellent. Yeah. I mean, there are like. Four or five daughters. I couldn't name them mm-hmm. uh, if you asked me the characters. Uh, but I care about that family as a whole, right? And I care about like the little, like little girl, 
when she's scared for her sister or whatever, like that shit works on a visceral level, whether I know the, whether I could tell you that little girl's name off the top of my head or not, you know? Right. Right. Um, and this, I just didn't, I just didn't, didn't care. And here's the thing is that I'm, you know, you just said that the, what happens is an unforgivable act. I don't know if it's unforgivable. I, 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 you know, I don't think it, it is unforgivable. I just didn't care about Maybe that's him. it. Yes. And that's maybe that's it. Yeah. It I wasn't just, that I wasn't willing to forgive. It was like I just didn't give a shit. I just didn't give a shit about him. And yeah. for, for most of the movie, you know, and this kid's a, clearly a good actor. Oh yeah. But for most of the movie, he was like a whiny. That's oh, he was man, so whiny. This is. The, I, I there, just. I don't know. There, there were. There is an interesting thing that happened. I don't, and I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm old and getting cheesy in my old age but like there i you're a miserable okay i know teenage yes you're a brooding fucking teenager right he's a whiny fucking kid right she's a shit fucking mom Mm -hmm. he's gabriel byrne is a a stoic dad who's trying trying, but he's detached he's detached because he's a dad which is like a trope I'm so fucking over. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't want to make noise. Right. Like, that's... I did, like... I did also think it was interesting, like, he got to be Irish, right? I think so. Yeah, he got to use his real accent. Yeah. Tony Collette did not. No. By the way, side note, her American accent is staggering. Oh, man. Like, I forget... I forget that she's Australian. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, that's and Muriel there, from Muriel's Wedding. There was a moment today where I was watching it and I was like fuck man she did Sixth Sense and her accent in that is excellent yeah and specific specific. it's not just like weird generic American no she's incredible um so yeah yeah to back I just I just wasn't I don't know I just wasn't concerned about the family and maybe that's my I don't know man maybe I've lost my edge no I don't think so I don't think that's it I wasn't concerned about the family once I once I kind of like once we got into it and I thought oh okay he did say he wanted this to be as much family drama, drama. As yeah the it director said that in horror. interview he does say that and I was like okay I, I I can get behind that sure but I couldn't even you know as 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 the very busy artist mother of two very different children who has a husband who is also really kind and caring of us, I couldn't relate. Right. There's got to be something wrong there, right? right. I mean, there's got to be something to that. I, I, I couldn't relate. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I... I... And I'm I'm not of a mind that, like, all, you know, all families are perfect or all families are great. But, like, if I don't care, I, even to go, I mean, since we're talking about Toni Collette uh, and how awesome she is, uh, even to go back to The Sixth Sense, like, she's clearly a flawed mom in The Sixth Sense and, like, trying to keep it together. She's a sure. single mom. She's struggling. But, man, the connection... And I know it's a different movie, but like, God, that relationship between her and the her kid. And, and Haley Joel Osment um, is what carries the movie. Right. It's totally like me and you, kid, against against the, the world. world. Yeah. And uh, this, and maybe maybe this movie is not about that. Maybe this movie is about, um, you know, I don't know if it's making a statement on the American family right now and maybe. how kind of like detached. 
the uh, average. It, they weren't average. They had no, a giant they were house, but kind of like money. a um, a, a upper class, yeah, suburban I don't, white family. Yeah, I, and maybe, maybe that's the statement they're making. And I mean, there's like you know, it's in the sort of title, and then with all the Greek references, this the idea of like you know, is it about the the sins of the father? Or in this case, the sins of the mother that that. But what know, sins? That that's yeah. Like that's, that's this is what I'm talking about. It's right. like we 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 open the film. We open the film with, you know, some some suspicious information about the grandmother, uh-huh. right? Even at the funeral, there's yeah. a wonderful shot when they're at the funeral, and the little girl, uh, Charlie, uh, she clocks that other lady going up to the to the casket and. And doing some kind of ritual on her on the, lip, on yeah. her lip, and I was like, "Oh, cool, yeah, this is going to be good." Yeah. And then once once we leave the 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 grandmother's funeral, that's it. Like, yeah, we no we, longer we no longer are 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 uh, exposed or shown anything from the grandmother's world until until the end towards the end towards the yeah. end everything in the everything in between becomes like just this you know ordinary people yeah with crazy supernatural shit happening yeah yeah i yes i yeah i think that's the the build it the progression of it just did not work for me it just didn't that's it it's the 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 way yeah We, we are led into this world and then we're sort of yanked out of it and we deal with these sort of everyday horrors. And I mean, again, I thought there were interesting ideas, like just the idea of how um, there's a great line Gabriel Byrne, I thought, had with Tony Collette when they come back from the mom's funeral. Sorry, I'm stuffed up. And uh, she's like, should I be more sad? And he's right. like, you should be whatever you, you are. You should be whatever you are. And I was like, this isn't. And then she goes to grief counseling. And like, right. there's some interesting ideas about grief that i thought because also the kid you know the son the dad says who do you feel sad right and the the kid's like "Eh." yeah and he's like i get it so clearly like they weren't a huge fan of this woman Mm -hmm. but i thought there were yeah there were interesting ideas presented about grief that then sort of kind of went away went away and interesting ideas about again you know motherhood and do you accept this thing even if you don't Wanted. You know, then and the, the, and that those things are all cool. Those themes are all cool for horror movies. And while I wouldn't exactly call it a horror movie, the other movie that does do that really, really, really well is um, uh, we have to talk about Kevin. Yeah. With um, oh, what's her name? Now I'm I'm I'm. Shaking. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I know it's uh, on the top of my head. Um, yes. Till till this till this one. Yeah. Now that's a movie that is horrifying about the sacrifices that parents have to make for the sake of their children, children. and whether they want to or, or not. not. You know, yeah. And that again, an interesting theme that you uh, that has been explored many times, many times effectively. Right. I'm not saying, I mean, look, there are only so we we all know there are only so many themes you're going to hit. Right, um, and clearly they reference the Greeks. So we're gonna we're gonna as humans we're gonna talk about these themes forever. Right, you know, right. This thousands of years we're going on still talking about like <laughs> fucking hubris, right. you know. Uh, 
So yeah, I guess it just, I don't know, I hate, and I hate saying like, I'm disappointed. Um, man, I wanted it to be scary. Right. I think we, like, <laughs> but, I think uh, we never intended for this podcast to be like a, a, a reviewing movies. Not really. No, but we, we feel like we could not pass up seeing this right. in the theater. Right, and right, just right. Fucking and talking then about talking it right about after. it. Um, and, you know, who knows? There have been cases, for me anyway, have, have been there movies for you where you see it in the theater, you see it the first time and you go, oh, man, I don't know. Oh, yeah, And then definitely. you watch it like months later or maybe a year later and you go, oh, I didn't see that. That's right. okay. Yeah. You and know? again, this is, this is, that's a great point because this is truly gut reaction. I mean, we, we saw it, drove five minutes to your house and started talking. So. Right. Um, who knows? Maybe, yeah, there are definitely movies like that, that, um. In in, multi, in different genres that the first time I saw it, I was like, meh, whatever. Uh, and then saw it again later at my house and actually thought about it. I was like, oh, shit. Right. I, I, I blew it as, as an audience member. I don't know that that'll be the case with I this. Um, I, I, you know, I maybe we revisit, we do Hereditary Revisited down the road. Because <laughs> uh, it's not something that I would be like, Oh shit! I gotta put that. I gotta watch that again. Yeah, no, it's not something that I'm like dying to like. I want I want John to watch this right. so that he can tell me if I'm crazy if I'm or crazy if I'm right. Or sure. not. <laughs> if I'm crazy or if I'm right. No, yeah. <laughs> if, if he has the same, and I'm yeah, I don't think Aspen will watch it. But um, yeah, and I think Aspen would be like, "What happened?" I, yeah, I, I think don't she would be it. fucking annoyed. Yeah, she'd be um, annoyed by the whole thing. I I. Uh, yeah, and it's it's again we never set out to. It's not like we have like our rating system. Like we give it four tacos. No, um, hey, that's an idea. Hold on, though. yeah, hold on to that idea. Yes. No, yeah, I don't have I don't have a fancy movie degree. I don't got no movie degree. I'm Come just, on, I just watched a shit ton of <laughs> yeah. movies, yo, in my lifetime, and so I and I have opinions and I'm loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is not in any way meant to be like, don't go watch it. Go no, watch it. No, go watch it. As a matter of fact, go watch it. And for those of you who have watched it and you had a different reaction than Mike and I did, feel free. Contact us. Please. Put it on our Facebook or on our website and yeah. say, you're wrong you're because you're idiots. Yeah. Please enlighten me because I... Yeah, I, I would love to. You can find us. We can find us on Facebook, Terra and Tacos, at Terra and Tacos on Twitter. You can even email us, terraandtacos at gmail.com. Yeah. I would love to hear. I would love to hear the, from you. From from people who love it. Right. We'd also love to hear from you about anything. About any other thing. But, you know, I mean, I've had friends who, who have seen it and uh, really good friends whose, you know, opinions I respect mm-hmm. um, when it comes to films and who have said it's so good you're going to love it yeah. and i'm kind of like oh did, what did they see that i that i didn't yeah. see um, i don't know and sometimes it you know i and again this was another movie that they were maybe i just got to stop listening to this marketing shit uh we saw at the Alamo draft house a while ago it comes at night yep um and I had people tell me, like, it's going to blow you the fuck away. Uh-huh. It's going to change how you think about horror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. I really, really, I, well-made I movie. super enjoyed it. Yeah. But, I mean, did I walk out like, oh, my God. Like, I, so I don't. Right. You know, I guess, obviously, that's the beauty. It's the beauty of film. Right. It's going to hit some people 
on a different level. Um, and I don't, you know, like I said, I, I went in, it's not like I went in wanting to not like it, you know, I don't do right. that. No, I, re- I really, really, and I really wanted Me too. to. And for, like, for yeah. that first 15, I was like, okay, yeah. all right. Um, yeah, and it's great cast. And, uh-huh. and yeah, so I, d- I don't know. I don't know. So, and you, okay, so I've heard you say this before. Um, you enjoy, as do I, but I've heard you say this specifically, you enjoy a good shot in the daytime wasp horror movie. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. like the horrors of wasphood. Yeah, totally. Uh, something that I saw recently, uh, The Sacred Killing of a of Deer. Of a Deer, which I still have not seen. I need to see oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, then you need to watch it. Yeah. So would you consider this movie to be like uh, one of those? Yes, the, the... totally. I actually was thinking in my mind when you were talking about uh, sort of detachment and uh, we have to talk about Kevin. I, I think you could fit this Yes, I think I think this could could fit into that sort of mm-hmm. the, the the wasps of genre. Is that <laughs> that's a thing though, yeah, right? It is. It is. I, I I mean, there's been enough movies made about yeah. it. Yeah, like we have to talk about Kevin, the sacred killing of a deer, a deer. the sacred killing, right? Of yeah, a deer. That's what it's called. Um, I think ordinary people. Ordinary people. <laughs> um, if you if if. I don't know if I would put ordinary people exactly no. into the horror genre. <laughs> but those other two I would put in the horror Definitely. genre. And I feel that those two movies uh, do it much better than this one. Than this one did. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I do definitely um, and I don't even know if that's conscious. I mean I, I guess again, it's it's people making the films that if if that's their connection. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you and I talk about what did your sister say that we're culturally Catholic? We're culturally Catholic. Yeah. And I think I was going to ask you that too, but I didn't know if it was PC to ask that. If, you know, do you feel that be- I, I did not grow up in a family that was detached and quiet? No, not at uh, all. So I wonder if that right, has an that, effect that, on how we view family. It's like the drama. reverse, the reverse omen. This is weird. If, if I could talk about, I know I'm going to might lose some people. So I'm talking about two very different plays. Um, I saw the humans uh, in Dallas and in San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, which is a play about a family from Scranton, Pennsylvania, visiting their youngest daughter in New York. They're Irish Catholic. It has a bunch of Irish Catholic themes. I'm an Italian Catholic, but it's very similar. I'm from Philadelphia. Saw it with my parents. They fucking loved it. Of course. It has been compared to another play, August Osage County, which is also a brilliantly written play that I couldn't give two shits about. Me neither. Because it is about being a southern fucking wasp, and I don't fucking care. And if you stare and smile, and it's all your bullshit passive aggressive, I don't fucking care. Push it down and hide it with a smile. And I get most of my friends, or a lot of my friends who I even saw the humans with were like, I don't get it, dude. Why are you so moved? I was like, this is my family. Like yeah. other than them being Ooh, now Irish, I have to watch it. other than them being Irish, this is, this is my family. Right. And they're like, well, it's just kind of like August Osage, but not as good. I was like, August Osage County is three hours of a drag y'all. Right. So maybe, it just, are, maybe, maybe there's it is something that. to it. Yeah. Maybe there's something to it because there are people who are my age, sadly, who are not, and again, August Osage County, really well written. Sorry, yeah. Tracy Letts, you are, won the Pulitzer. <laughs> no, totally. And he has other plays that are amazing. Bugs, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
who are not, as my sister calls it, culturally Catholic, <laughs> you know, that, 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 you know, not a horror movie, but I, 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 I don't, I, I relate to the Godfather on, sure. on such a visceral level. You right. know, I watch it and to me that movie is not about, um, uh, Cosa Nostra. It's not about the right. mafia. To me, that movie's about family. Absolutely. And what you do for family. family yeah. What... And how far you go. And you how know? you all sit around the table and yell at each other. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I... And 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 to hear people who are my age, who are not culturally Catholic, go like, oh, well. I like this phrase. Yeah. Who is like, oh, well, you know, that Godfather's a good movie, but it's not all that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking I'm like, about. Shit, this that's is like what we watched at is, Christmas growing up in my family. This is the story of America yeah. to me. The so, very first line is, I believe in America. I believe in America, which in one way or another, I actually heard my father say sometimes. Of course. You know? I, and it's it's insane. So maybe maybe that's what... What it is. Maybe no, that's at what the same... Is. But at the same... No, go ahead. Because you say at the same time, you and I both like, re- I think, really like like the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, yeah. Very, I mean, that's the waspiest that's shit the out waspiest there. That's the waspiest shit out there. You know? And like I said, I love Sacred Killing of a Deer. Right. And I do... I, I will... I never have to watch... We have to talk oh, about God, Kevin. Oh, God, no. I never have to that's watch that the, movie. Ever, it ever. Was it was brilliant. I never want to see it again. I never want to see it again. Yeah. But it's brilliant. Yeah. It's and and it's terrifying. It's horrifying. So yeah. So ultimately uh, it's maybe you know, this just didn't hit on It didn't hit that on level. those things. Yeah. But you know, he did bring in like the occult element and maybe Maybe wasps don't know how to be a cult element. Maybe there's a reason it's Maybe there's a reason it's Roman Catholic. Maybe there's a reason Catholics are better at it. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I um, was, I was... Because same thing with, like, with me. I, I, I really care for the for the family in The Conjuring. You know, you and right. I went to go see... You and I went to go see the, the sequel to Ouija... Ouija, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Ouija Origins, Origin of Evil, which is which was pretty great. I was way into, it. Was way into that <laughs> movie, but I cared for that family. Yes, yeah. I cared for that family, and I think I mean, and that's that's it. I mean, I I, I wasp Mexican Italian whatever. <laughs> I, I I just need to give a shit about the people, mm-hmm. and may, and again, that might not even have been what he was going for I what don't what was he going for? that that's that's great yes that's the question okay. I don't know what he was going for okay so um let's let's talk about this other thing we talked about but not we, Kevin that, not, not Kevin we don't have to Kevin. talk about Kevin um so why do you think I have a question for you why do you think that it seems to me why do you think that um horror movie makers directors writers are are more they seem to be more reverent to um, their predecessors than other directors That's are. A... Every good horror movie that I've seen has an homage to, to something that came before. That's and a... there were lots in this movie that I totally appreciate. Me too. I mean, even the, the, the towards the end, the, the Carrie scene, uh-huh. like how he, the candles were laid out. Right. Um, that's a great question. I, I, I don't know. Do you think it's because... Uh, I don't I, that that there's those who want to make horror have been so affected by and influenced by the stuff they saw when they were when they were younger. I, d- I don't know. That's a really great question because you and I, cat out of the bag, 
have been working on a horror movie right. that we're going to yes. get made, but it's we've been get made writing awesome. it and we're doing pre-production stuff. And we very specifically, we have our clear references. Yeah. Like we even said like we really wanted to sort of pay homage to, to the 90s horror movies. Right. Like when we were in college. Uh-huh. And then of course, like Argento. Right. Um, you know, and I, yeah, I don't know. That's a really great question that I don't, I, I don't have a specific answer. For me though, it's like, I love it. I love it. I mean, and God, even, and I know Scream is sort of about that, but uh-huh. like even Craven, like but references the, Carpenter, like, right. you know. Right. And I mean, I think Craven is making a very specific statement about how reverent we, we are, are about yes. that sort of thing. Then we have rules. And, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's meta meta yeah. on, it, on, on, a, its, a, yeah. on its own level. Um, but I, I don't know if it's, um, maybe it is it's because if, if, I don't know. These are the things you loved growing up so much. But not to say that other filmmakers wouldn't. I don't know. No, I mean, De Palma doesn't make horror movies, and he's very reverent to Hitchcock. Sure. You know, in all of his films. But it seems to be more prevalent, in my opinion, when you watch a really good horror movie. Yeah. And if if you've been watching horror your almost your whole life, you can totally pick up on like oh that's totally from yeah, the shining to this, yeah. that's totally a nod to uh halloween yeah or that's a nod to prince of darkness or maybe whatever. It, i wonder if, if some of it is that as fans we we uh i don't know we feel like that connection like this is for y'all you know right you'll get this right does, does that make us geeks I don't know. We'll have to bring in your son to explain the difference explain, between geeks yeah. and nerds. My stuff. son explained the difference between a geek and a nerd, and I liked the definition, but I'm not going to it. It was very involved. Yeah, it's, we need a young person. We need a young person on the show. Get us a young person. Um, uh, we need a young Drew Wall, uh, um, or or just an actual Dante Flores or yeah. Isa Flores. Um, no, yeah, he explained the difference to me between a geek and a nerd, and and it made a lot of sense. And at the at the time, I thought, well, I'm definitely a nerd, not right. a geek. But now that I ask this question <laughs> and admit that I actually like all those nods to old school stuff, yeah. I'm like, well, maybe I'm a geek. I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna have to bring him in. Yeah. Um. Well, we had talked about you wanted. I mean. We should, uh, maybe for next week, do you want to talk about movies that really, horror movies that really affected us when we were kids? Oh, yeah. I talk think that's about, a like, great idea. These are the things we would reference if yeah. we were going to reference. Yeah. So then should we limit it? Should it be like your top five? Yeah. Because top five, top five to me is, that's very few. Like they, Oh, yeah, that's There's tough. so many. So I don't know. Do you want to... Yeah, let's talk. We'll come up with five, and I'm sure we'll veer off. I'm sure off. we'll veer off. But I would love to do it if it's about, like, really when we were, I don't know, you want to say through our 20s? Is that fair? Sure. So, like, our our childhood through 20s? The, yeah. The formative sure. years? The formative years. By the time you get to 30, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. Terror and Tacos. Terror. The formative years. The formative years. years. <laughs> the, yeah, let's do that. So, we'll talk about that next week. Um, uh, I do want to, before we go away, I want to just correct something because I want us to be always correct. Oh, okay. Uh, last Did we screw on, something up? No, I did. On our witch episode, I said that the Malleus Maleficarum 
might have been the witch's hammer might have been written by king james it wasn't okay. he was he was a fan of it but it was actually written by a catholic clergyman named heinrich kramer okay um yeah so he wrote that book and um i also just want to give a shout out to like the people who are listening yes right definitely now. please um, do we have uh one of my favorite comments that has come up as is from one of our listeners, Carol Wright, who does not like horror movies. Does not. She and doesn't she like will them. tell you. And she will tell you clearly, <laughs> I don't like horror movies. And yet she's gone off to watch some horror movies because she's been listening to the podcast. And so I'm super proud of that. Yeah. Carol, um, go for it. Go Love for it. it. Give horror movies a chance, yeah. y'all. Uh, you may learn some shit. Yeah, and you might, you know, there are so many subgenres. Sub sub Maybe, you know, one's not your thing or, or one or two or anything, but there might be one that actually does right. work for you. There are definitely subgenres that I don't I don't me like too. and I avoid them. Yeah, you know? me too. Uh, and some that, you know, are, are very predictable. Right. But um, if just... If you know, give them a shot. We love to hear it. And again, I know we already said it, but please hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. Tell us what we should be watching. Tell us what we should be watching. Tell us if we're crazy for not being crazy about, about hereditary. hereditary. And uh, thank you to Jim John Make Noise for our awesome theme. Mm -hmm. And uh, what else do you want to say? That's all That's I got. It. Yeah, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.